Thank you for tuning in to RTM Nation Online, where we believe that you will receive the abundance of peace, prosperity, security, stability, health, healing, and truth. If you would like to learn more about the ministry, click the link below. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Now let's get into the message. You know, how many of you guys have been enjoying the Vision Series? Yeah. Amen. You know, and today we're, we're going we're gonna to take... I told him first service, I said, you know, I had a, a, a recap plan, um, but God has so much he wants to say that if you, if you need to catch up, we got CDs and streaming and all of the type of stuff, but there's a lot that's been said, and we're just going to go from that point today, amen? Yeah. But the, the main thing we just have been just focusing on is when God just started talking about vision, he said, well, Pastor Brian, first thing we got to do is start to unroll back, peel back some of the, the things that, that we've kind of have put on top of vision. You know, and we got to get back to the foundation and understand how and where vision comes from and how it works. And so we start off just understanding that the foundation for every vision is a promise from God. You know, God promises us something, and then as a result of that, we start seeing things, we start experiencing things, but all those things come from a promise. And we looked at Abraham, and we looked at how God had a whole bunch of will-dos. You know, he was like, I will do this, Abraham, and I'm going to do this, Abraham. And that's how he spoke to him, giving him promises. And from there, he started seeing visions and that type of thing happening. And then last week, we went and we talked about uh, Joseph, and well, Joshua. And we looked at Joshua just to get some more understanding of, okay, you know, when we get vision or, or vision comes into our lives, you know, what, what part does it play in relationship to the promise? And we looked at how, you know, Joshua had ran into a situation to where, you know, he had faced defeat at AI and he was like, man, what's going on here? And God was like, look, man, there's, there's been a change, a fundamental change in what's happening. So I need you to go back to that promise and get a new vision on how to do what's happening. And so we looked at how, man, the promise stayed the same, but the vision had the ability to change. And that was so important because a lot of us have been in, in situations and you're trying to figure out, okay, you know what, just like Joshua, Joshua's like, look, I have a promise from God that says I shouldn't be losing. But yet I just got my butt kicked at AI. What's going on here, God? And of course, God was like, look, man, you need a new vision. Mm, it gets quiet every time. Right at that spot. <laughs> because a lot of us, we're like, man, how, how, what do you mean I need a new vision? Doesn't that mean that I'm inconsistent? Doesn't that mean that something is? No, it doesn't mean any of that when you understand that every vision comes from a promise. And vision is truly, it's just simply God's instructions on how to pursue things. Oh, amen. amen. And so we talked about that last week, rolled back that little layer. And so we have a, a new layer. Y'all say new layer. New layer. That we're going to just, just talk about because before, and I know this is week three, before we can really start diving full force in the vision, we have to kind of clean up a lot of the stuff that we have in our little box, you know, that we've been carrying from year to year, from month to month, that, that this is what vision is. We're going to have to clear that up because if we don't, we can find ourselves, you know, in the same spots, in the same places, repeating some of the same things. Now, how many of you guys want to do something new? Amen. Hey, man, I, I, I know I want to do something new. Ooh, you know, a whole new thing in Tallahassee, a new thing. God is going to do a new thing in Tallahassee. <laughs> God is going to do a new thing. Amen. You know, and I'm just going to go ahead and say this, but, you know, truth is you're, you're way too resourceful not to end up where God has promised. You're way too resourceful not to end up where God has promised. Look at your neighbor and say, you are, you are way, too way too resourceful not to end up, to end up. where God has promised. Look at your other neighbor. Say, look at you with your Walmart self. <laughs> you got all these resources. Ain't no reason you shouldn't end up where God has promised. Tell them you ain't no neighborhood Walmart. 
You want them super Walmarts. You got a pharmacy up in there. You got a groceries up in there. You got toys and TVs. You can get your nails done up in there. Some of y'all got a tax return center in your Walmart. Man, you can go to Walmart and you can get anything. Anything. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Man, you are resourceful. Man, you got God's grace. You got God's word. You have the Holy Spirit. You ain't lacking for anything. You are resourceful. God's got tools on top of tools on top of tools on you, for you, on how you can win and reign in life. Oh, amen. Why is that so important? It's important because we sometimes get an idea that there's only one way. There's only one way this thing can happen. There's only one way God can do this thing. And God's like, no, I got so much resources. I have so many ways of, of communicating with you, so many ways of, of helping you in life, so many ways of you just knowing that who you are and where you are, that you are mine. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Why is that important? Because we've taken, we've taken vision and we've kind of made it all-encompassing. Vision is everything. God's like, no, it's not. I got, I got, I got vision. I got grace. I have promises. Man, I got my word. I have the Holy Spirit. I have so many ways of communicating with you. I have so many ways of showing you who you are and where you are and what's going on. You are resourceful. You that good Walmart. You ain't Kmart. You ain't bougie. You, you Walmart. Like, you ain't afraid to let product in, you know? What they call it? No, not Kmart. Target. Some some of y'all looked at me. I, I knew something was up. I said Kmart. Some of y'all was like, ugh. <laughs> you that 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 Target, you know. Target don't let everything in, you know. They got standards. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Truth is, I'm too resourceful not to end up where God has promised. You know, and often just kind of share, like share some stories sometimes that just, you know, that just help, help see things just a little differently. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that I love to do is I, I love to travel. You know, I love to go out and, and see things, one of the things me and my wife love to do. And I noticed something, you know, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm one of them like extreme planner type of people. You know, if you, even if we going on vacation, I'm, I got a whole plan written out of what we going to do, what's going to happen. People be like, man, you got a plan on vacation. Ain't you supposed to relax? I say, I can, if you want to relax, I got time for naps and, and everything else in between, too. But, you know, I just want to make sure that we get what we came here for. You know, you ever been on a vacation and you come back home and be like, did I even go anywhere? Mm -mm, not with me. You're going to make sure you see everything. There's a plan. And so one of the things that, you know, that I do and, you know, me and my wife do now is if we go somewhere new, the first thing we do is we go get like a tour guide, you know, go get a tour of the city. And so that way we can make sure that one thing won't be said when we get back, and that's that we ain't see nothing. Because day one, the moment we get there, we go on a tour so we can see everything. And so what I've learned is, you know, and I've taken tours and, and here, you know, in America, I've taken tours overseas, different states. And there's something interesting about, you know, every tour. There's always like that one person, you know, in every tour that like it just seems like they just keep asking all these questions. You've been on that tour, huh? <laughs> you know, they, they just got all these questions. You ain't even moved yet, but they just got questions. Where are we going? How long are we going to be there? When we come in back, how long are we going to stay at this spot? Where are, the, where are the water breaks? Where's the bathroom breaks? When are we going to eat some food? And it's like, can we just get going before you, you just, you just, why do you want to know so much? I mean, we came on this tour. They gave us a map that lets us know where we're going. 
We have a God that can explain everything that we see. Why are you over here asking all these questions? But this is what I've learned and observed over time. That not 10 out of time, 10 out of 10, but normally nine times out of 10, that person asking all the questions, they have plans of departing from the group at some point. <laughs> and they just want to know when can I catch back up? Where y'all going to be? Because when I decide to do my own thing, I need to make sure I got to ride back. I've seen it. Meanwhile, I'm like, man, just relax, chill out. We got a map. And so as we're going, we know when we're at the right spots. We have a God. This person is talking to us. Man, you, this is vacation. You're supposed to be chilling, but you ain't at peace because you got plans of leaving the resources that have been provided to you. And some of y'all are like, uh-oh, seems like he's about to make that turn. <laughs> I am. Because when you don't have an understanding of the resources that you have, you can find yourself at a place where you're lacking peace concerning what's going on. You know, you're in a new place, a place you've never seen, experiencing things you may have never dealt with before. But if you have an understanding of what your resources are and you plan on sticking with the resources you've been given, you can be at peace. But if you plan on departing from the resources, walking away from the things that's been set up, you can find yourself in a very unsettled place because you just plan on at some point doing your own thing. Oh, amen. Amen. Wait, wait, this is 12.01, so normally this would be 1 o'clock, right? So y'all hungry a little early. <laughs> but yeah, look at Jeremy say, I'm sticking with my resources. God gave me resources. He made me resourceful. And so he's in mind thinking about the fact that, man, you got so much to your advantage. God doesn't see you as limited. He sees you as resourceful. He sees every tool that he's given as a resource for you to be able to know and see what's going on so that you can be at peace concerning what's happening and what's taking place. Amen. Amen. Because we have to understand vision and the resource it is to our life. You know, we can't take vision, which some people have, take vision and make vision the end all, be all for all that I could have to hear from God about what to do. So if I ain't heard God speak to me about what to do, then I don't know what to do with myself. Now, I know I ain't going to ask people to raise hands um, on that question, but that's where a lot of people find themselves. They find themselves at a place where they see vision, God, God coming and speaking to them as the only point from which God can show them and tell them how and what should be, they should be doing and what's going on. But the truth is, that's not proper use of the resources you've been given. Oh, Amen. God first, before we start, start to look into vision, we have to first understand one of the most powerful resources that God has given us, which is his word. Man, and I know I told him first, I know this ain't new school, this is a little old school, but God's word is a resource that he expects us to know about. And that's so important because as we start to want to hear and get vision from God, you got to understand that God's like, man, there's so many tools that you have to your advantage that you have to be using and know about so that you can be fruitful and have peace with what's going on. Because if we, if we sit around and act like, man, if, I, if, a, if the rainbow word from God hasn't come and knocked me on my feet, then I don't know what to do. The truth is we haven't fully owned all of our resources. Oh, amen. Because truth is, God uses vision and dreams to provide, to provide information that's not available anywhere else. Ooh, that's a big one. God uses visions, vision and dreams to provide information that's not available 
anywhere else. Why is it important that I know that? It's important that I know that because as I'm starting to want to hear from God, hear vision from God, I got to understand that when he starts to speak back, he's speaking back based on information that I couldn't have received anywhere else. He sees you as resourceful. Oh, Y'all want to see it? I know y'all do. Go to Matthew 1 and 20. I'm reading this in the New King James Version, and it says, But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a what? A dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to, take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Why did God have to come tell that boy that in a dream? Because he was like, hold up, Mary, you pregnant? That's interesting, Mary. That's very interesting that you pregnant, Mary. Because, see, as I see this, um, I don't see how this happened, Mary, if I'm just being honest. So God said, you know what, let me go, go ahead, give, this, give Joseph a vision in the dream where I let him know that, Joseph, it's cool, the boys of me. Why, was he, why did he visit him in that dream? Because where else would he have been able to find that out at? I mean, logic says, Mary, this is over. I don't care who you say is in your womb. Right? And so, it's, and so I don't make an irrational decision because it says right there, he was over here thinking about things. Joseph was over there like, I'm, yep, mm-hmm, nope. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not mine. Yes. Mary. <laughs> God's like, before you go over there and say something, let me go ahead and tell you something you couldn't get nowhere else. That child is mine. That child, that child, that's the son, that's the son of the living God in her womb. Don't you walk out on her. How many of you guys know when, when God speaks to you that way, you kind of pay attention. Regardless of what, what facts may have said, God's word overrid them. Why am I saying it this way? Because I want you to start seeing and start understanding how God uses vision, how God uses dreams in our lives. Understand the tool that it is, the resource that it is to your life. Y'all seeing that? Go to uh, Matthew 2 and 13. Because many of us believe that vision is that thing God tells us when he wants us to, like, plan on doing something that's coming at a time we don't know about. Oh, amen. Many of us believe vision is that thing God tells us to start thinking about or planning about that's coming in a time that we don't know about. But as we start to look at vision in the Bible, God is speaking a whole bunch of right now stuff to people. He's visiting them in visions and dreams saying, hey, this ain't something that I'm telling you to plan about. This is something I'm wanting you to do right now. And we talked about that last week and just understanding that relationship that we what we rest in the promises, but we pursue the vision. Amen. It says now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream saying, arise, take your child and his mother Flee to Egypt and stay there until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Once again, we see him getting visited in a vision, in a dream. And what is God doing? He's giving him instructions for right now. That he couldn't have got anywhere else. He's saying, hey, look, Herod is out here and he's trying to kill all the kids. So I don't need you to plan on doing something. I don't need you to think about doing something. Joseph, I need y'all to go. And so he came to him in a what? A dream. He came to him in a vision. Amen. Amen. Turn to me to Acts 16 and verse 9 because we're going to see this same thing with Paul. To where we see how, man, the application, the use, the tool that it is for our lives. Y'all ready? 
and a vision of what appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with them, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. And like I say, this is important because it's okay. We're good. This is important just because what do we see here again? God had came to him in a vision telling him where to go. Then what did he say? He said, go what? Immediately. Amen. Go with me to Acts 18 and verse 9. What are we doing? We, we're sitting there just working on that layer of seeing vision and how vision and the tool that it is for our lives and seeing how God, God uses vision in our lives. Amen. Now, the Lord spoke to Paul in a night by a what? A vision saying, do not be afraid, but speak and do not keep silent. For I am with you and no one will attack you to hurt you, for I have many people in this city. And he continued there a year and six months teaching the word of God among them. And so we see it again where it's okay. They keep going. It's all right. (laughs) But we see there again to where. God gave Paul a vision and said, look, it's going to be all right. You can stay right where you are. I'm with you. There's many people in this city that are there with you. So what are we seeing again? Because what? Paul was planning on what? Leaving. And so God came and gave him a vision saying, boy, don't go nowhere. Stay right where you are. Once again, we're seeing again how vision was used as an active resource, an active tool on how to do and how to be in God's will for his life. Oh, amen. Amen. And why this is important, last week we looked at at Joshua last week, and like I say, he he had lost a battle, but he had understood his promise. And so when God came to him a second time and telling him how to conquer Ai, What did he do? He immediately went to doing as God had instructed him to do. The the plan had changed. The vision of how to do it had changed. But the direction and the purpose that God had given him still remained. Amen? Because this is so important. Look at you and say, God's got a word on it. I'm going to have y'all doing a lot of talking to each other. Because y'all look hungry. Tell them again, God's got his word on it. What are you saying, Pastor Brian? I'm saying whatever situation, whatever thing you're looking at, whatever you're believing in, God's got his word on it. There was a word from God about what's going on in your life. Why is that important? Because as we start to see the resources that we have, we got to understand that God has already said some things about some things. God has already said a whole lot about a whole lot that we still got questions about. Let me say it again. God has already said a whole lot about a whole lot that we still got questions about. And sometimes we be looking for a word from God while skipping over the word of God. God's like, look, man, I already gave you a word. And you'd be like, God, give me another one. He'd be like, it's finished. Like, you ain't got another one? He said, yeah, it's done. (laughs) You ain't got another one yet? It's complete. God, you keep saying the same thing. He's like, because what do you want me to say? It's already done. It's already finished. God, give me a vision of something other than it's already finished. He was like, it's already done. God, say something else. It's completed. God, God, give me a vision that lets me know everything's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. (laughs) No, God, I mean, like, show me. Like, show me, show me it's going to be all right. God's like, what are you looking for? I sent my word 
as the resource that grounds your understanding of what I'm going to do. When I start to give you vision, I'm talking about things that you already don't know about. Oh, that's so important. Because we can't skip over God's word looking for a word. We can't skip over his word looking for a word. He's like, I, I sent my word. It's a done deal. But we got to understand when we're reading, when we're reading what God has said about us, God is always comes from the one position. It's already done. He only comes from one position. It's already done. Because God ain't concerned with what's going on in the middle. And I tell people all the time, you better be happy God ain't concerned with what's going on in the middle. Because if God is concerned with what's going on in the middle, what hope do we have? God's like, I don't care what your middle looks like. I've already established the end. And so if you're wondering how this thing is going to turn out, I already told you how it's going to turn out. It's going to turn out in your favor. I don't care how high it looks and how tall it looks and how strong it looks and how scary it is. I've already written that it's done, it's complete, and it will not destroy you. Why, why is that so important? Because many of us, we see trials and we see tribulations and we go and say, God, give me a word that lets me know it's going to be all right. God's like, I already said it. And we're like, give me a vision. Give me a vision. Give me a dream. Give me a dream. He's like, it's already done. Why are we talking about this? We're talking about this because as we start to look at the layers, look at the things that, that, that we have, have brought into that tool called a vision, that resource called a, a dream, as we start to look at the things we've attached to it, we've attached so many things that we've neglected the resources that we already have. God's like, you got so many resources. If you need to know how it's going to turn out, Open up the book. I told you. And some people are like, and I know, I know there's some people in here. You, you, you hear the voice of God every three seconds. But you got to understand, there's some people also in the room that are in a place to where they're like, man, you know what? I don't know if I heard God or not. The good thing is he wrote down his intentions. He wrote down his promise. He wrote down your security. He wrote down the thing that you can rest in. And like I said, we can't skip over the word looking for a word. He sees you as resourceful. Go to Proverbs 4 and 20. Read this in the New King James Version. Because truth is, God is always talking about your ending. And here he starts to talk about just, man, because a lot of people, they, they're like, God, I need, a, I need a vision. I need a dream so that I, 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 I just need some life. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm not feeling so full of life right now. And so I'm looking for a vision and, I, and I'm looking for a dream so that, so that I can feel alive, so that I can feel useful, so that I can feel full of purpose. And God's like, I, I, wrote, I, wrote, I wrote down in my book the life supply for you. It says, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. And we talked about that week one where God's not sowing the word into our mind, but he's sowing it into our heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. He's like, look, if, if you're looking for, for life, if you're looking for hope, if you're looking for, for something that lets you know that you, you have purpose, man, I provided my word as a resource. And many people are like, God, give, give, give me something from out of the sky that lets me know that my life has meaning. He's like, you ain't got to look in the sky. That's right. You can look in the book. That's right. 
में सो व्हाट some of the things and some of the situations that we face, some of the things that we just didn't expect it to see, some of the things that, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, stuff happens that you just didn't plan for. And the most amazing thing is God has already spoken a word on that. Say, God got a word for it. Tap your neighbor. There's another check in. Tap your neighbor and say, God's got a word on it. <laughs> if you're going through a situation and you don't understand what's going on, you're going through a trial and you're trying to figure out why am I in it? And you're like, God, just give me a word. God, give me a vision of why I'm at where I'm at. Understand that God's already got a word on it. God's already spoken about what's going on in the midst of any situation that you can't explain. God's like, I got an explanation. I wrote it down. That's good news because sometimes our receptors be messed up. So it's good that we have some written stuff. Oh, amen. That was too much from some of y'all. <laughs> Romans 5. Go to Romans 5 and 3. I'm going to read this in the Message Bible. Because one of the first things God tells us when we're sitting in a situation that we, we can't see the way out, we can't see the solution, the first thing he says, there, there is more. He lets us know that it's not the end. It's not the end. It's not even close to the end. But there is more that I have for you. Y'all there? It says there's more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in with troubles. Look what he's telling us to do. He said, when you're hand in with troubles, continue to shout his praise. Because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us and how that patience in turn forges temper, still virtue. He's saying right here, no matter what you're going through, no matter what's going on, you don't have to say, God, let me know what's going on. He's telling you, look, patience is developing. Virtue like steel is developing. Man, that's good news. Because how many of you guys have asked God, and I ain't going to ask you to raise your hands. I'll put myself out like that. I'll talk about myself because I ain't going to get mad at myself. But how many of you guys have been in a situation be like, God, why am I here? Why am I facing these temptations? Why has thou put me in this situation? You know, you try to get, you know, you talk to guys, you got to. You know, give him a little King James sometimes, you know. I can't be risking it on the slang when I'm talking to God. God, thus is, is it smith in thou is situation. Why is thou is got his, me is heareth. And he's like, I got a word for that. And I'm like, I'm waiting. He's like, I, I, I got a word for that. What, wait, what, I mean, you going to send it down? Do I need to find me a bush? You going to burn it? Not burn it. If you're going to burn it, don't burn it in California because you get wildfire. I'm just saying, God, where am I supposed to go to get this word? And he's like, you got 66 translations of 66 books on that iPhone. I suggest you open it up and understand that when you are in situations that you cannot explain, I am developing virtues within you. And if all, I mean, if, if we just were honest with yourselves, I mean, how many of you guys have been in situations where you were like, oh, this is not what I wanted, but you know you are better as a result of going through it. And so it shouldn't be a newsflash to us that in those situations, God is growing us. And so we don't have to run around and say, God, give me a vision. Give me a dream of, of how it's going to be all right. He said, I already told you everything is finished. It's going to be all right. Then we have to go around and say, God, why am I in this? He said, I already told you I'm developing virtues. He said, I got a word for it. There's a word for it. I got my word on it. Oh, amen. Why is that important? Because as we start to understand the powerful tool, the resource that vision is, we can't see it as, as something that it's not. 
And many of us have found ourselves feeling as though God's not, God's not speaking to us or God's not saying things or God's not doing things or God's not explaining to me where I'm at, where I'm at. And God's like, I already put my word on it. You getting better. You getting better. You're getting better as a result of this situation. But God, I feel like I feel like it's going to overtake me and I feel like I'm not going to make it out. I already told you better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. I've got my word on it. Truth is, vision isn't God's way or instructions on how to create a shortcut to the promise. We just remove one of them layers because many of us be waiting on a word that'll pull us out. God, I'm just I'm just waiting on that word that's going to cause me to, to, to get a shortcut. I'm just looking for that shortcut. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm cool with believing God, but I like a short believing plan. So if you could just intervene and give me a word that can have me not have to fully develop all the virtue that you're developing in me, that would be good, God. That would be great. Because many of us turn towards vision for that. We turn towards dreams for that. We, we like, God, give me a word so all this can end. God's like, I already gave you a word that all this is going to end. You are resourceful. And you have many tools to your advantage, to your use, to know what's going on, to know how to interact and how to, how to see and understand things properly according to what's going on. You already got them. Amen. Pastor Brown, when you said vision, I, vision series, I thought you was going to throw oil all over the sanctuary and we was going to start seeing rainbows. <laughs> I tell you what, if it rains, I'll throw some oil and we'll walk out and see a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amen. Because vision from God is both directing and developing. What you learn is, is God is, is given vision. Man, vision doesn't, vision doesn't always have you avoid things, but vision directs you into things that grow who you are. Why is that important? Because a lot of times God will give us a vision, and the first thing we'll see is an opposition, and we'll think this can't be vision. Because vision supposed to be easy street. Vision supposed to be that zone where don't nothing happen. Vision supposed to be that place to where there ain't nothing, there ain't nothing that I have to think about. There ain't nothing that I have to pray about. There ain't nothing I have to believe for. But no, that, that's not what vision is. Oh, man. Truth is, God's route will form pipelines for his nature to flow in your life. Man, God, God will use vision to be able to hook you up so that his nature can flow through you. God, God will use vision, and that vision will take you places to where his nature will start to have to come out of you. God will show you things that will, that will take you places that parts of you you never knew existed start to just develop and show. Oh, man, that's good news. So I, I, made this little, I made this little chart because it, it makes things kind of easy, but it says routes our mind tries to avoid, but our spirit is attracted to. Routes our mind tries to avoid, but our spirit is attracted to. What are some of those things? Discipline. Our mind, man, you're like, man, that vision means I'm going to have to be disciplined about something. And, and what is God doing? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just showing you something that's going to develop this virtue within you. I'm not, I'm not trying to get you to avoid things. I'm trying to get you to develop things. 
Oh, that's good news. What are some of those things? Faithfulness, a call to love, confrontation. That's a good one. Sometimes your vision will run you straight to somebody that you never wanted to talk to. <laughs> to have the conversation you've been trying not to have. And you have to say things you never wanted to say. Because, like, my vision doesn't avoid a walk of love. My vision won't avoid you having to forgive people. My, my vision isn't escape from virtues that are, that, are, that, are, that are necessary and awesome for who you are. Matter of fact, my vision will walk you straight into one. My vision will walk you straight into an opportunity to love people that you never thought you would have to love. Why are we saying it like this? Because we got to understand the tool and the resource that vision is. Vision isn't an escape route. That's all right with y'all? Hey, man, that's good news that we can say that. Vision isn't our way out, but it's our way into everything God has for us. I want y'all to turn to 2 Peter 1 and 2. I'm reading this in New King James Version. It says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. He's saying through these promises, you become partakers of my divine nature. And he's saying, yeah, that route sometimes, and I'm saying this because sometimes we're sitting there and we're like, well, man, why does this look like this? And why does that look like that? He's already put his word on the fact that it's those situations that provide virtue in your life. It don't sound good and it ain't the funnest times. But on the other side of them, we do get better. On the other side of them, we, we, we are better. That through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And truth is, vision is God's way for producing kingdom qualities and principles for reigning and ruling in life. Man, God will use vision to produce qualities within you. He'll use vision to produce principles for living within you. And once again, why is this so important? This is so important because as, as God starts to speak those things to us, God starts to share vision with us, we have to properly understand the tool that it is. Because a lot of times we look towards vision to provide and give us things that the word of God has already been given to do. And we find ourselves in places just, I ain't going to tell on nobody, but I done got a few phone calls of people sitting in dark rooms saying, man, I just, I just don't know what's going on. I just don't, don't know what's to do next. I just don't know what's happening. And I'm like, God's developing virtue. God's developing virtue. God's making you stronger right there. God's making you better right there. If you, if, you just, if you just take his word, stand on it, and realize that you can destroy every thought that says you're going to be destroyed here because he also has a word that says you're not going to be. And you can just wake up to the realization that right there in that spot, he's developing parts of you that don't exist because he wants you to have his full nature within you You'll start to stand a little different, talk a little different, and respond a little different, knowing that his word's already on my life. I'm not sitting in here in tears waiting for a word, but I'm here standing on a word. Yes, 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 yes. 
and it becomes so powerful. And man, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Because that's reality. That's reality. That's reality. That's Brian. That don't sound like how it would to sound. That's reality. That's reality. That in the moments in my life where I was facing things, then honestly, it says the, the, the cares of this world come and they try to choke out the word. That the cares had gotten so heavy. The cares had gotten so heavy in situations that I've been in that I, I, I was sitting there and, and it's like, you know, you want to you want to you want to cry out and say, God, why am I here? God, what's going on? And in that moment, God says. I got my word on it. I got my word on it. And that should provide the same level of peace and reassurance as if I had burned the whole bush and spoke to you face to face. You're resourceful. You're resourceful. I'm going to end here. Go to Hebrews 10 and 32. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, sir. It's so good because that's real life. That's real life. It's real life. And I tell you what, I have, a, I have one firm commitment, and that's to teach truth. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that when you're sitting in that situation where you don't know what's going on, that you just need to, need to send up whatever you need to do, and you need to do all this other stuff, and you need to do all this other stuff, and Terry, I ain't going to tell you to do all that when I know God already has his word on the situation. Why, 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 are, why are we putting ourselves in, 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 in complex ways of doing things when God has made our restoration and our peace so simple? He's made it so simple for us to be at peace concerning what's going on in our lives. I'm not trying to seek complication. Someone calls me up, they so confused, and they all that, and they be like, well, Pastor Brian, can you just pray? Can we just pray? Can we just hear from God concerning what he wants to do? I'm saying, look, before we pray and before we do all that, the first thing I want you to understand is God has already got his word on this situation. He's already spoken concerning what's going on. Nah, my situation is just a little different. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. You ain't no little different. Your situation fits within the context of his scripture that says, hey, trials may come, but they can't overtake you. I don't care what that trial is. Y'all got to understand, Jesus is a bad mamma jamma. You know, when you a bad mamma jamma, you don't even care what the enemy look like. You, you understand, he said, but he just gave such a blanket, uh, such a blanket. He wasn't very specific when he said trials. Could I get a list of what trials are? He said trials because he's a bad mamma jamma. He knows that it don't matter how big it is. I got it. I got it. And so he... I can say, if you, if you know what you got, it's like, bro, I don't care what's on the other side of that door. You can bring whatever you got on the other side of that door. I know what I possess. And when you understand the foundation that the word is to give you peace, you finally start understanding the resources you possess to be able to speak to things that you may not even be able to understand. Boy, that's good news. Boy, I just preached myself happy right there. Just touch your neighbor again and say, God's got his word on it. The next time you feel as though you are uneasy or un in a place where you're unsure, understand first that God's got his word on it.
It said, remember those early days after you first saw the light? Those were the hard times, kicked around in public, targets of every kind of abuse. Some days it was you and other days your friends and some friends went to prison. You stuck by them. If some enemies broke in and seized your goods, you let them go with a smile, knowing they couldn't touch your real treasure. They can't touch your real treasure. Nothing they did bothered you. Nothing sets you back. So don't throw it all away now. You were sure of yourselves then. It's still a sure thing. But you need to stick it out. Staying with God's plan so you'll be there for the promised completion. It won't be long now. He's on the way. He'll show up most any minute. But anyone who is right, with me thrives on loyal trust. If he cuts and runs, I won't be very happy, but we're not quitters who lose out. Oh, no. We'll stay with it and survive, trusting all the way. You guys can go ahead and stand to your feet. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you. If you would like to help us further expand the vision, simply text the word GIVERTM to the number 41444 or visit us online at www.revealingtruth.org. Now remember, Jesus loves you.